bars and hoops, Lamar and swoops, back alley cats, the back door cuts with alley oops, posting up, you on block or mic and booth, and kick it out to one who likes to shoot, oh yeah, said we merging them, got 50 with a surgeon, and some throwbacks like Snoop Dogg, with Magic Irvin's and some more in like Master P and Dr. Irvin, playing on how about maybe a little Wayne speaking on bird back then, bars and hoops y'all, we hitting up all courts, for now with the sports talk, next we talk all sports, back to it. Got Jada and Jamal Croft, haters get crossed out, crossed up across all actual facts. Points of view that you've never seen from your favorite artists, like talking about Gerald Green or Gerald Wallace. Whoever's on your favorite team, L. I mean, on the verse, it still be great on the name for being H. Drake's opinion on spates, one synopsis of Blake, tip on Horford's fate. The facts we giving them straight, the truth they shitting on tape. Who sports makes for a take, so true or you can debate on who you really done rate. Come through it, really be great. The true the fact like a state. AAM on Prime 8, please remember. Bars and hoops, the center of the hood. Make it part of your agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, world? Bars and hoops, stills the great. Episode 11. Oh, we got a lot on the plate today, man. It's been a real interesting week so far, man. You know, we're coming fresh off of a Super Bowl where we seen, you know, the unthinkable, you know, the New England Patriots. You know, they came back from about 25 points down to beat the Atlanta Hawks in overtime. You know, it was a tough game. It was a great Super Bowl, and, and it definitely was like the icing on the cake for you know, one in particular, and that's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? The New England Patriots, man, you know, their track record speaks for themselves, man. I mean, they personified nothing but pure excellence for really about the past two decades. You know what I mean? You got to top, take your hat off to that group. You know, Bill Belichick and definitely Tom Shady Brady. You know, no matter how many footballs he deflates, how many Spygate scandals, you know, they could come up with with the Patriots, man. They just always seem to find a way to win, you know. And you got to take your hat off to that, man, because I thought they were done. You know what I mean? That Super Bowl looks like Matt Ryan was rolling. Julio Jones definitely was coming up with big catches and big plays. And, you know, the running game was definitely looking like it was going to be a problem all day for the Patriots. But they found a way to come back. You know, they didn't quit. They didn't lay down, even though Brady was hit. A lot that game, you know, he shook it off and, you know, even with his suspect receivers, they came back and they did the unthinkable, man. In the first ever Super Bowl that went to an overtime and the England Patriots came back from 25 points down, man. And that, that says a lot about their character and, and their will to win, you know what I mean? So, you know, hats off to the Patriots. Congratulations. You know what I mean? Odds are they'll probably be back in the Super Bowl next year. But, you know, next year's another year. We'll see. You know what I mean? But speaking of the Patriots, man, I got to give props to, again, like I said, Tom Brady, man. He definitely solidified himself as, you know, one of the greatest of all time to ever play the quarterback position. I mean, I know that it's an arguable topic. You know, you could definitely talk about, you know, Joe Montana going to so many Super Bowls and never losing and, you know, this, that, and the third, but, you know, of this generation, Tom Brady is definitely the greatest, you know, of this, of this generation. That puts him past Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, everybody that's in his generation, he's at the top right now, even though he did take two L's to my team, the New York Giants, but we're not even going to go there. Moving on to the list, man. Michael Vick, 
announces his retirement the same day of the Super Bowl, man. And it was pretty sad because, you know, he didn't get his due, his due credit, man. Michael Vick revolutionized, you know, the position of quarterback, even though there were guys like Steve McNair and Randall, Randall Cunningham before him that were extremely mobile quarterbacks that pretty much had the world in their hands when they had that football in their hands and their feet to that to the ground. You know, they, they always made way, they made plays with their legs, but Michael Vick was just something totally different, man. If, if, you, if you were a fan of him, if he wasn't a fan of him, you had to admit that he did revolutionize and change the game of his generation. You know what I mean? He definitely was a big, a big, big icon in the hip hop world, you know what I mean? Because everybody, everybody and their mother, you know, wanted Michael Vick in their videos and, you know, every bar, every rhyme that you heard somebody mention Michael Vick, you know, the sad part is that his career is tainted because of the fact that he actually, you know, had to do jail time for the whole dog ring, fighting ring, the bad news kennel thing. That was a black eye on his career, but make no mistakes about it, man. Michael Vick was definitely a great quarterback even though he wasn't the most accurate man, he was the most exciting quarterback and he would do magic with the ball at any given time. And I've seen it as he, when he was a Philadelphia Eagle, I've seen him do it as a Falcon and we've seen flashes of it when he ended up going to the Pittsburgh Steelers and ultimately, you know, calling it quits, you know, after that. You know, a lot of teams didn't want to touch him because of the politics that come with his situation, but I gotta give Michael Vick, a big up and a big shout out, man, because it, it was it was him that, you know, was the role model to a lot of the up and coming quarterbacks now that you see making plays with their legs and and enhancing their accuracy and and quarterback skill overall. You know what I mean? So shout out to Michael Vick, man. Hopefully his afterlife after football would be just as fruitful as his career was early on in his career before he got in trouble. And, you know, I, I just wish him nothing but luck, you know, moving forward. Next on the list, man, this is like, this, uh, man, it seems like every episode, man, I got to come back to this topic and, and we got to talk about this. But it is in the world of sports and it is big news right now. The Phil Jackson saga, man, you know, this guy's Twitter finger, Twitter finger assassin. You know what I mean? He, he's, he, he, he sends subliminal messages to Twitter and whatever else, you know what I mean? Face chat, how my man uh, Belichick would say face chat. He, you know, Phil Jackson is 71 years old, man, acting like a 12-year-old kid. Little girl at that. I ain't gonna say a man, because a man would, would face another man if he has an issue with him. And the way that he's treating Carmelo Anthony and the way that he's trying to spin this whole bad job that he's done as a president is a shame, man. And Everybody at the Garden should be held responsible for Phil Jackson's actions. You know what I mean? Because the way that he's acting is like a coward. Straight up and down. You know what I mean? Only cowards move like that. Men move like men and speak to each other like men. You know what I mean? No need to go to the media and try to push Carmelo out of the door. You know what I mean? Carmelo has done more for the Knicks than you have ever done as a president. With your 11 rings, nobody cares about your 11 rings. This is why nobody's willing to sit down with you because of your arrogance. You know what I mean? Who cares? You had Michael Jordan. You had Kobe Bryant. Arguably the two best shooting guards to ever play the game. You had the most dominant center outside of Wilt Chamberlain and Shaquille O'Neal. You know what I mean? 
You had all of these players with you during your championship runs. And even when you did win one without Shaq, you still had Kobe and you still had Paul Gasol when he was fairly on top of his game. You know what I mean? So we can't take anything away from you for your coaching abilities, but your GM president skills are terrible. Your record is terrible, and the way that you go about handling business not only makes you look bad as a president and as a as a man, and forget the, the title of president, it makes you look bad as a man. You know what I mean? The way that you go about doing things and you know it looks like you're really trying to get fired and i know that dolan probably isn't going to do that to you because of the relationship the mutual relationship that you guys have but shame on you man for trying to ruin another man's career the way that you going about doing things you know what i mean and and the garden as a whole you know what i mean should be ashamed and i commend carmelo anthony for taking the high road as a man you know what i mean taking all every day he gets up he has to speak to the media during practice, he has to speak to the media after games. Every day, Jeff Hornacek has to speak to the media for your actions as a president. You know what I mean? After games, he has to answer all the tough questions while you just sit in the second second row of the garden, twiddling your fingers and talking to your close comrades. I seen Charlie Rosen with you yesterday. You know what I mean? What was that, another sublim? You know that they were gonna show the camera on you so let you have Charlie Rosen on your side? Come on, you look like a, a clown, you know what I mean? And I can't wait until New York gets rid of this guy, you know what I mean? You got the super fan, Spike Lee, even co-signing, man. He'll pack your bags for you, send you on your way. Nobody cares about your 11 championship rings and your philosophies because your philosophy hasn't worked with any of the disciples other than you, you know what I mean? Luke Walton doesn't even use the triangle offense. Steve Kerr has come out on record and said that he doesn't use the triangle offense. Derek Fisher has gone on to say that he moved away from doing the triangle because nobody plays that offense. You know what I mean? So that says a lot about your your philosophies on basketball. If you wanna if you wanna coach the triangle, then you come down and coach. But at this point, I don't even think that the players would even want to hear from you. They tuned you out already. Obviously, they tuned the coach out, Jeff Hornacek. They're playing for the crowd and the fans, like Courtney Lee said. You know, you had fans that paid hard-earned money. You know what I mean? You guys are millionaires. They need to perform to earn that paycheck that they get. So they're not playing for you. Let's not get it twisted. They're not playing for you, man. And, you know, hopefully the garden gets it together because right now they're in a lot of hot water, man. You know what I mean? Which leads me to my next topic, Carmelo Anthony. You know, let's, let's not get it twisted, man. Carmelo has not held any punches since the rumors and everything has been flying around. You know what I mean? He addressed it like a man. He addressed this situation. Honestly, he knows with the way that the team is set up right now, he probably won't get a championship in a New York Knicks uniform. But at this point in his career, I don't think that he's playing necessarily to win a championship. And it sounds selfish. Is it selfish or selfless? You know what I mean? Because on one part of it, it's probably selfish because, you know what I mean? That's a lot of personal feelings within his decision. And he has every right to do so. You know what I mean? This is why he worked the no trade clause into his contract. And the, and the New York Knicks gave it to him. So the fact that he's exercising it, people can't get mad at that. He's still a top 20 player, top 25 player in this league. You know what I mean? He can still add something to the Knicks. The Knicks have failed him by not adding pieces around him 
to help his game, enhance his game. We all know that he's not the leader that people want him to be. He's not LeBron James. He's not a point guard. He doesn't make people better. That's not his job to make other people better. Carmelo is a hired gun. Let's get this straight. Paul Pierce wasn't a, 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 a person that made everybody better around him. You know what I mean? They had to bring Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen around to help Paul Pierce get over the hump in Boston. You know what I mean? And I compare Carmelo Anthony to Paul Pierce because Paul Pierce was a flat-out scorer as well. Nobody expected Paul Pierce to be a playmaker the way that people are on Carmelo Anthony about not being a, 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 a leader or a playmaker or making guys better around him. That's not his job. His job is to score the basketball. He plays defense when he's ready to. When he's in the game, he plays defense. He's not the best defensive player in the world, but he's giving you effort. You got other guys that don't give any effort on defense, namely the point guards of the team. Every night, every night a new point guard is coming in cooking the Knicks, getting to the lane at will. You know what I mean? Setting other big men up for dunks and layups. and It's just like a layup drill sometimes at the Garden. You can't blame that on Carmelo Anthony. You know what I mean? Now, I call him selfless because ultimately his decision, as you all know, is based around his family, namely his wife and his son. This is not any secrets. So I respect that man for that, which tells me that after his stop here in New York, he's probably going to retire in New York, which after 13 years, when his contract is up, that's another what? We got it for another three more years. That's 16 years in the league. Any man will retire after 16 years, and he's in the perfect spot where he wants to retire. Is it over for the Knicks to, to get somebody and actually be able to contend? No, they still have money. Once Derrick Rose's contract comes off the books, it doesn't look like they're going to bring him back. You know what I mean? They'll have a draft pick. Hopefully, they do well in the draft. They may try to move and shake some people in the offseason, but they do have enough to at least be a playoff contender, to at least give the Knicks fans what... They had in the 90s when the Ewing Knicks made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, they never made it to the finals, never won a championship. But New Yorkers was okay with that because they competed. And they at least gave the fans something to cheer about during the summertime. With the makeup of this team right now, they can do the same thing. But I don't think that the right person is at the helm on the president level. And I definitely don't think the right person is at the helm at the coaching level. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't give Jeff Hornacek a lot of the uh a lot of uh, a lot of discrediting for his coaching because his rotations are suspect at times you know he takes guys out when they're hot sits them for entirely too long brings them back at the wrong time some guys are in the lineup some guys aren't in the lineup one day to another it's like musical chairs there is no consistency with this team and this is why you're getting inconsistent play on the court you know what i mean you could push buttons all you want in the media call guys out for competitive spirits and X, Y, and Z, but if you're not consistent as a leader, how do you expect your troops to be consistent in following you? You know what I mean? So, with that being said, man, the Knicks overall have a lot of soul searching to do, and it starts with getting rid of the president. Speaking, not even the president. Let's get to the to the uh, to the owner. You know what I mean? And let's move on to the next topic, which is uh, Charles Oakley, man. It was a disgrace last night to see Charles Oakley removed from the New York Knicks game like that. You know what I mean? Because of a little ongoing feud that he allegedly has with the owner. I just heard him on Stephen A. 
you know, talking about he doesn't really have an issue with James Dolan. You know what I mean? He He's come out and said, he. I mean, he publicly, you know, told LeBron not to come to New York. You know what I mean? Maybe Joe Dolan is salty about that. You know what I mean? He's cr constantly criticized the moves that happened with the team, and he has every right to it. He has freedom of speech. And I, and I don't blame Dolan for, you know, not acknowledging him because of that, because you're, you're ruining his brand. But at the end of the day, the way that he was handled last night, Dolan may have dug a hole for himself that he may not be able to get out of, if you understand where I'm coming from. You know, because last night, it didn't look good for their public relations. The fact that they they were able to release a statement right after Charles Oakley was arrested by the police last night, but they wouldn't release a statement after Phil Jackson's stupid Twitter rants about the best player on the team. You know what I mean? How does that look? What, the, what a double standard that is. And now that you got King James and Dwayne Wade, the Banana Boat crew, and Chris Paul all jumping on the boat to support Charles Oakley and bring light to the situation that happened at the Garden because now you're making it look like a civil rights thing. Now it's a social justice issue. Now you're opening another can of worms that you don't want. This is uh, Donald Sterling-like. And I know a lot of Knicks fans will be happy if it turns into that because then guess what? They're going to force you to sell the team. Sell the team to somebody that actually cares about basketball and winning basketball. That may be a big task because you're a billionaire. You know what I mean? But don't think it can't happen to you. It happened to Donald Sterling. It can happen to you. So I think that you opened up another can of worms, bro, that you might not be able to get out of. So if you, if I was you, you better get on your high horse and cut ties with Phil Jackson because that'll probably take some of the heat off you right now. Because of right as of right now, it looks like your team is slowly but surely being boycotted by stars in the league. And that'll make your team and your product unvaluable. That'll make people not want to even come here. That'll make people look at your franchise like, oh no, they have a, a, a owner that's not only a, slum, a scumbag when it comes to his workers. Now we're talking about Cablevision now, allegedly, but look how he treats his employees, former employees, even though you didn't hire Charles Oakley. He's an alumni of your team, but look at how he's treating former greats, former fan favorites of the team. You know what I mean? That could be any one of us, just like Chris Paul and everybody said. That can be us one day. The owners to treat us like that. After we made them millions and billions of dollars, they could turn around and treat us just like that. So we're going to stand up and stand with Charles Oakley. And you know how LeBron gets. It's real political when it comes to LeBron. So you better watch a step. Phil Jackson already got one foot out the door. His reputation is crushed. He can't come back and coach. He can't come back and be an analysis. He done made himself look so silly that nobody in the NBA is going to touch him other than Michael Jordan, other than Scottie Pippen, other than Shaquille O'Neal, maybe Kobe Bryant because they won championships with him and they're going to stick with him. But respect-wise from the players, they get no respect. And the Knicks are in a real tough situation because Kristaps Porzingis can be looking at this situation like, oh man, do I want to be a part of this? Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm only 21. Uh, what happens when I become 30 and I'm still here and I may be on the tail end of my, is this how they're gonna treat me? Right now you're capitalizing off of me. I'm the unicorn, yeah, everybody likes me. They wanna run the team through me. But let's just say the next great thing comes along. Is this how you're gonna treat me? So the Knicks got a lot of soul searching and a lot of stuff to look at. And they gotta look in the mirror, you know what I mean? It, it, it's bigger than the players now. Now it's a front office and a PR nightmare. 
You know what I mean? This is big news in the sports world. And the more traction that it gains, and the more civil rights groups and, and, and um, social justice activists that start really looking at this situation as a whole and start speaking out more and more about it, it's going to be hell to pay at the garden. And, and trust me, I know a lot of Knicks fans, including myself, wouldn't mind seeing a change at the garden because what's going on right now at the garden is disgusting. You know what I mean? They look real bad. Look like a fifth grade class, especially, well, I'm not even going to say it. But you're looking real bad right now, man. Look like a bunch of little kids in a sandbox. Can't get it right. You know what I mean? Going to Twitter and social media and, and got the nerve to talk about these younger generation kids. At least these kids can communicate with each other when they know they got a problem with each other. You don't go to social media and Twitter and send cryptic subliminal messages like you read too many books and you smoke too much weed, Phil Jackson. Get it together, man. Or get out of town, man. For real, man. This is disgusting, man. What you put together and the way that you're carrying yourself as a president is disgusting. I don't care how many rings you got, how many championships, how much money you got. You look like a bum out there, man. Terrible, terrible president. Terrible person. And the Knicks need to get rid of you. And James Dolan, you need to watch your step too, man. Because at the end of the day, the fans will speak, and you know how that gets, man. When the fans start speaking, and when the money stop coming in, and, and the boycotting starting to happen, it's big trouble in Little China, man. Just ask Donald Sterling, man. And I'm not going to talk about it anymore, so let's move on to the list. Next on the list, Charles Barkley and LeBron James. Now, you know, a lot of players, man, a lot of players know Charles Barkley. Barkley is who he is, you know what I mean? He speaks his mind. Sometimes he may run his mouth a little bit too much, but a lot of what he says isn't personal attacks on players. He just gives his point of view, you know what I mean? Leave it to him. You know, he's one of the greatest. He is the greatest power forward of all times, even though he won no rings, even though he was labeled as a loser, you know what I mean, the others and his peers, you know what I mean? But LeBron James opened up a can of you-know-what on Charles Barkley, man. A lot of people said that he stepped over the line. A lot of people support LeBron for his attack on Barkley. But at the end of the day, Barkley is who he is, man. He's going to speak his mind and say what he has to say. And I necessarily don't disagree with most of what he said. I won't say that LeBron is, is not a competitor. Because he goes out there and he gives his heart every game. He knows the game of basketball. I won't insult his intelligence or him as a as a player. He's the best player on the planet right now, without a doubt. Nobody is close to him right now. Nobody. It's a, a far cry from first to second. You know what I mean? KD, KD may not even be the second best player. Kawhi Leonard is coming. He's there. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, he has to be able to take criticism. And, you know, a lot of what he was complaining about and saying that he needs more help at the end of the day, this is a team that you won a championship with last year. All Golden State did was add one more piece. They actually lost three pieces. So if you're looking at them and you're worried, their bench isn't as strong as your bench. You know what I mean? So you guys should be able to match up perfectly. You at KD, you know what I mean? Steph at Kyrie, you know what I mean? Kevin Love at Draymond Green, y'all should be able to match up perfectly. The only X factor is Klay Thompson and you guys got wing defenders to defend him. So what are you what are you complaining about? I think I think that you guys would give them a run. You know what I mean? Unless you're worried about KD. Like, come on, let's be real. You know what I mean? You still got J.R. Smith. He's hurt. 
You went out and got Kyle Culver. You know what I mean? You got some guys that can spell your, your point guard Kyrie for a little bit of time. Uh, your coach may just have to, you know, Tyrone Lue may have to twinkle, twinkle with the uh, lineup a little bit. If you're not on the floor, Kyrie has to be on the floor. When Kyrie isn't on the floor, you have to be on the floor being a floor general. LeBron, like, come on, man. Like, you can't have a championship gift wrapped to you all the time. And I'm just saying that as a fan. You don't got to take my word because who am I? I'm just a talking head behind the microphone. But at the end of the day, I know what it is, man. I know guys that played on that level. You know what I mean? I played ball. You know what I mean? And it, the, the old school rule was like, you go at them. They just, they on the same court as you. They breathe just like you. And they made the best man win. You know what I mean? So, you know, I don't necessarily disagree with Charles Barkley. You know what I mean? But I, I can't fault LeBron for coming back at him the way that he did because he's probably tired of everybody questioning him and, you know what I mean, saying he's this, that, and the third. So he has every right to strike back. Did he go a little bit too far? Maybe he did. But this guy's been under the microscope since he was 16, 17 years old, man. You know what I mean? Let him live. But my thing is, man, you got enough to compete, man. You got three all-stars, including yourself. You, Kyrie, and Kevin Love are all-star players, man. All-stars, Olympians. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be complaining about trying to get help. You know what I mean? I don't know how true it is. You want to play with Carmelo? To be honest with you, Melo's my man. I don't think that a trade for him and Kevin Love would be even exchanged for you in Cleveland. I think that you'll lose something with Carmelo. And I'm being real. You'll lose rebounding. You'll lose outside shooting. You know what I mean? At least Kevin Love can function without the ball. You got to give Carmelo the ball and ISO. Don't get me wrong. I love Melo. I don't want Melo to leave New York. But I'm calling a spade a spade. I'm just talking chemistry-wise. I don't think that it'll work. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you'll be not, not, uh, necessarily better without Kevin Love. You know what I mean? Y'all won one without Kevin Love, yeah. Granted, but you're not matching up against Golden State without Kevin Love unless you're trying to swindle the Knicks to just give you Carmelo for a bag of rocks. Then you got a chance. Because now you're talking about bringing Carmelo probably off the bench. I don't know if he'll be happy actually doing that. You know what I mean? That's a higher gun. It hasn't gotten to that point yet for him. And quite frankly, I don't think he's really looking to chase a ring. Because if that was the case, he would have left New York a long time ago. And as I said before, Carmelo's decision wholeheartedly probably was to actually come here and win and compete. But 90% of that was his family and his business and his brand. And people can't get mad at that. I'm not mad at that man. You know what I mean? He, he controls his own destiny. Don't nobody control him. So, you know, Broccoli and LeBron, I kind of I feel both of them where they coming from. But at the end of the day, LeBron can't sit there and act like he doesn't have anybody around him to help him play. So I'm going to leave that at that. All right. We got some NBA trade rumors. You know, of course, the biggest rumor of them all was, you know, the whole, you know, LeBron. I mean, uh, LeBron wanting to get a playmaker. And you got all of these guys coming, uh, planning comebacks like... Baron Davis and you know what I mean this person and that person talking about they still play and you know what I mean but the biggest trade rumor of them all was Carmelo Anthony to the Los Angeles Clippers 
for, you know, not even one of the big threes, which is to me is a slap in the face to the Knicks because you're basically looking to give them away for nothing. And we know that Phil Jackson has given away players for nothing. Gave away Tim Hardaway for nothing. Gave away Amon Shumpin and J.R. Smith for nothing. They went on to Cleveland to help them win a championship. Gave them away for nothing. Now you're ready to give Carmelo Anthony away for nothing. Why? For your system, a triangle. Doesn't work. You know what I mean? Not not gonna benefit the team. You're gonna hurt the team. And we we rebuilt already. We gave you a chance. You bought in Derrick Rose, you bought in Joakim Noah. None of those deals have really worked out. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, Derrick Rose is still a good player, but he's not the point guard that we need. We need a playmaker. You know what I mean? That can score the ball. He doesn't fit that bill. You know what I mean? Derrick Rose is who he is. He's not playing defense at the level that we thought that he would. You know what I mean? Joe Kim Noah can barely stay on the floor. You know what I mean? So trading Carmelo Anthony for Austin Rivers, Jamal Crawford, and a bunch of other bums just to make the money work doesn't benefit the Knicks at all. You know what I mean? I'd rather live and die with Carmelo than watch the team go back to that unwatchable team from 2000 to 2010. You know what I mean? I'd rather that. I'd rather that. You know what I mean? At least I know that Carmelo Anthony can go out there and produce. He's not scared to take the big shot. Granted, the the knock on him is he's not a system guy. He hasn't seen, you know what I mean? I've seen him try. I've seen him try. I've seen him pass the ball to guys many times, and they miss the open shot. You know what I mean? So I refuse to blame him for what's going on in New York. But as far as trading him to the Clippers, the only way I would make that trade is if it's for Blake Griffin. Bottom line, if it's not for Blake Griffin, it's no need to entertain it because it makes no sense. When you trade players, you trade to either get better or you trade to rebuild. And trading for Austin Rivers is not rebuilding. You know what I mean? You're bringing Austin Rivers here for what? You know what I mean? He's better off staying where he is. You know, right now they need him anyway because Chris Paul isn't there. So I don't think that they're trading him for that. And they have nobody else of value. J.J. Redick, forget about it. No, we don't need him here in New York. Half of those guys will get buried. I don't even think Blake Griffin can handle it here in New York. With the way that the media is set up, with all the turmoil at the Garden, his skin isn't thick enough to do what Carmelo Anthony has been able to do here for the past six years. You know what I mean? So that move, to me, won't work. The Cleveland Cavaliers, of course, you know, there's rumors going around. Oh, LeBron and... Would, would definitely want them to push for Carmelo to heal, even if it means giving up Kevin Love. I don't think that that's happening. I don't think that that's happening either. And as I said, it won't work for both parties because Kevin Love won't survive here in New York either. You know what I mean? And, LeBron, and, and, and Carmelo definitely isn't a Cleveland type of guy. You know what I mean? This is a big city. He's used to big city life. You know what I mean? Moving forward, you know, All-Star Weekend, you know, the contestants and the, and have been uh, named for, like, you know, the dunk contest, three-point contest, skill contest. The thing that interested me the most is the skills contest. You know, they have a couple of big men this year, namely Chris Tapps, Paul Zingas, and Joel Embiid. Last year, Carl Anthony Towns won it. So it's just showing the transition of the NBA game to where the big men are now displaying that they can handle pass the ball and shoot just as well as the little guys and i think it'll be interesting you know what i mean because of what happened last year with carl anthony towns but i think that they're getting a little bit besides themselves now like come on man like you're 6 11 7 feet 3 inches for a reason not to be dribbling and 
handling a rock like you're six two, six one. Like leave that to the little guys. And and that's my knock on KP right now. This season, he's regressed while Carl Anthony Towns has progressed. And you know, early on in the season, I had an article on ballsandhoops.com where I basically said that KP is probably the most dominant player on out of that draft class. And you know, I, I gotta eat crow because KP is nowhere near Carl Anthony Towns now. It's it's not it's not even a discussion any longer. Any longer. You know what I mean? It's not even a discussion. Not even close. You know what I mean? Carl Anthony Towns is just on another level. KP can be a good player, but he's not on that level of where Carl Anthony Towns is right now. And it's a travesty that he was snubbed, you know, on the all-star selection this year. Carl Anthony Towns should have been an all-star, and Joel Embiid should have definitely been an all-star. But um, it's going to be interesting to see the skills challenge. Um, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting, man. And as far as for the dunk contest, the one name that stood out to me was, um, you know, DeAndre Jordan. He's a very athletic guy. And it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the dunk contest. Because we saw Dwight Howard with the whole Superman thing slap his stick on the top of the backboard and dunk the ball. But I want to see what uh, DeAndre Jordan can bring to the table. I really don't think that he can do anything better than what Zach Levine did. It's a sad thing that Zach Levine had to have his season cut short with an ACL tear. Who knows if he can ever come back to what he was. you know? But he had some very entertaining uh dunks during the uh, last dunk contest and it's a shame that we won't see him defend his crown again so this year it's going to be interesting to watch the big man emerge during all-star weekend you know what i mean because you know the games are definitely um the game is definitely evolving and you know the extinction of the big man is is definitely happening next on the list we're gonna switch from sports to entertainment you know, I, on the last episode, we talked a little bit about the new edition documentary, which was great. BET did a great job. You know what I mean? Now, the next documentary is, is going to be based off of one of my personal favorite artists, and that's Nas. Now, it's only supposed to be slated for one episode. I think that's, that's, that's a travesty because at the end of the day, Nas has enough to give you at least two episodes. You know what I mean? But... You know, it is what it is. Hopefully that one episode can have a lot of the highlights and low points in his career to where he is and it shows where he is today. You know what I mean? I'm going to have goosebumps when I see the studio sessions of when Illmatic was being made. And, you know what I mean? Well, a lot of things that were documented that happened in the streets, if they can actually bring it to light on camera, if they would actually bring it to life on the screen. You know what I mean? I don't know if they're going to do it. I'm curious to see how it is. I'm curious to see how it's going to come out, and I salute them, man, because, you know, Nas is definitely one of my favorite artists, and it's going to be an interesting documentary. Next on the list, The Breaks. This is one of my personal favorites, man. The Breaks is definitely uh, a story about, you know, hip-hop in the early 80s, you know what I mean? You know, um, it's, it's definitely, they had everybody salivating for the next episode, everybody thought it was going to be a series. It turned out to be a one-time show that happened last year. Well, a year has went by, and they're coming back with the next episode. The next, I don't know if it's still going to be a series or if it's going to, if they're going to do the one-year thing again. But on February 20th on VH1, 
the breaks is gonna air. And I, I, I suggest that everybody grab their seats and watch it because they got some pretty good actors in there, namely my man Wood Harris. He's a good actor, man. Avon, Avon Bell, you know what I mean? From The Wire. I think that, you know, it'll be pretty interesting and it'll be a good, good, good look this time around because they got a lot of stuff to really cover. You know, they left us with a lot of cliffhangers during the last episode. And um, it's really going to be interesting. I can't wait to see, you know, where they take it. You know what I mean? Some more information in hip-hop news. You know, you know, Rock Nation has been in the headlines for quite some time these past couple of weeks. And, you know, they made the headlines again with this story. You know, last week or a couple weeks ago, they signed Fat Joe to their management team. Now they signed Jim Jones to their management team. You know, it was a little rumor. You know, Jimmy went to Instagram and Twitter and, and YouTube and, you know, put up videos and showed videos of him outside the office with the paper plane. And what if I told you I was just had a meeting at Rock Nation offices and this, that, and the third? It looks like, you know, that meeting actually happened and he's been signed. What does that mean for his career? Who knows? I mean, you know, right now, you know, the, the, the whole Dipset, Bird Gang movement looks like, you know, it's in, in it's up in the air. You know, Max B's in jail. Juel Santana, you know, he's loving hip-hop. You see his struggle. We all know what Cam doing. You know, Cam is back on the scene. We all know that his relationship with Jimmy wasn't the best. You know what I mean? But let's see what happens. You know, it's going to be pretty interesting. And we definitely all know the relationship that, you know, Jim and Jay had. You know what I mean? So... This is going to be pretty interesting, man. It's definitely going to be an interesting thing due to the history of all parties. Like I said, I remember Cam was signed to Rockefeller, and that didn't end well because of Dame Dash. Jimmy was with Dame at one point in time. Like, how does that work? You know, at the end of the day, it is all business, and, you know, hopefully everything happens, you know, well, turns out well for Jimmy and, you know, the whole Rock Nation thing. You know, Fat Joe and all of them, you know, it's, it's all in the name of hip-hop, I guess. But it's going to be pretty interesting to see what comes from that situation. All right, my last piece, man, last on the list, man. And this was this was an interesting topic, man, because I actually um, posted it to one of our social media feeds on Facebook. You know, the Facebook group, Bars and Hoops. You know, um, I basically put, you know, that Drake future GOAT, the future greatest of all time. Actually, man, he's he's close now. Just looking at all of his achievements and his accomplishments over the years, hard, it's hard to say that he's not up there right now. With everything that he's doing, hosting the ESPYs, you know what I mean, getting all sorts of awards on every platform, you know what I mean, doing the acting thing, being a staple of the NBA, like hosting All-Star Weekend, like, He's a star at, at 30 years old. You know, don't get me wrong. Jay and everybody before him, you know, they they made their mark. But I haven't seen anything like this from any of them at this age at all. And he may not be there million-wise yet with those guys, but by the time he gets to where they are today, He's going to be looked at as the king of, of hip-hop, pop, whatever you want to call it, man. He's going to be looked at as a Michael Jackson type of figure 
to hip hop. You know what I mean? He's appealing. The ladies love him. He actually can rap. A lot of people sit there and knock him because he sings and, you know, he appeals to the ladies. But that's what you're supposed to do. At the end of the day, you're an artist. You're an entertainer. You're supposed to entertain people. And a lot of a lot of hip hop fans lose sight of that. You know what I mean? Just because they say you're a rapper, that doesn't mean that you're not an entertainer. You know what I mean? He has bars. I've, I've heard him bar for bar. I've heard all the criticisms about, you know, oh, he's not writing his own rhymes. Show me one MC that writes their own rhymes, all of their rhymes. Every artist gets help. You look in the album credits, there's different names under every song. Every song has more than one or two names. You know what I mean? Now, word for word, you know, who knows? Guys submit reference, reference tracks for guys to spit certain ways all the time. This is nothing new. You know, I think that it's just a lot of people that just don't want to give that man his credit. You know what I mean? So what he had a ghostwriter. You know what I mean? Everybody that accused him of being having a ghostwriter, look at their careers. You know what I mean? Not for nothing, Meek Mill, you know. I liked him at one point in time, but now he's like the laughing stock of social media. You know what I mean? You know, at the end of the day, you know, Nicki done up and left and reunited back with Drake and Lil Wayne. Like, man, listen. You know what I mean? You can't you can't knock that man and what he's accomplished and what he's done. You know what I'm saying? From Degrazi, I don't care about his his biracial parents. I don't care about he, you know what I mean, his his ethnicity, ethnicity. I don't care about none of that. I just listen to what I hear coming through those speakers. And if it's good, I give it credit for what it is. I'm not one of them people that I hate for just stupid reasons. You know what I mean? Drake to me. I can't call him the GOAT yet, but I give him another five, ten years. He's dead. He's gonna be he's gonna break every record there is out there now, you know, including Eminem's. You know what I mean? Eminem sold a lot of records, you know what I mean? He made a splash, made about four albums, went and chilled. Now he got Shade 45, does production, doesn't really need to do much because at the end of the day, they made him Elvis. He's Elvis right now. He's Elvis. He's out of here. He's not really worried about rap that way. He's helping a lot of rappers, which I do give him credit for, especially a lot of rappers from the Det- from out of Detroit, you know, namely Big Sean. He helped Big Sean out a lot, and I respect him for that. But Drake is from Canada, so what? So what? He's nice at the end of the day. Hands down, I don't care. You could be from the moon. You could be from Pluto, Mars, stars. You know what I mean? If you're nice, you're nice, man. And Drake is nice. And I know it's debatable. I know a lot of people will be like, man, this dude is crazy. Talking about Drake is the greatest of all time. Man, listen, he done surpassed Wayne. And he signed to Wayne. You know what I mean? For real. Like, let's look at that, man. He He's doing better than the people that put him on. They living because they put him on. So somewhere in that contract, they getting a piece of whatever he's doing. But he's so far gone right now. Like, once he's done, that's it. That's it, man. His legacy is going to be so crazy. People are going to be like, yo, how the hell did this guy come in and do it like that? You know what I mean? For real, man. So, you know, I got a lot of interesting feedback and a lot of comments that, you know, on the Facebook. You know what I mean? I didn't put it up on Instagram yet, you know, but a lot of people was ready to go to war with me. People saying LL Cool J is the golden and... Jay-Z and like, come on, man. Those guys had their time. They were the, they were the goats of their time. Right now, Drake is the goat, and he looks like he's going to crush everything that those guys did now. As far as business-wise, successfulness, I mean, Jay is on his grind. I don't know if he'll ever be able to.
catch Jay in that fat in that fashion. But you know, Jay got his own thing going on, and he's got the power couple with Beyonce. And, you know, Jay is where he is. You know what I mean? And he worked hard to get there. But I gotta give props to Drake for coming in and having the run that he's had and the success that he's had in such a short period of time. He dominated the Billboard charts. You know what I mean? He had like 14 songs all on the Billboard's top 100 at one time. Come on, that's unheard of, man. Like, you gotta get that man some respect, man. You know what I mean? And I don't wanna sound like I'm on my my my, my Drake pom-pom party, but you know, I gotta call a spade a spade and I gotta give that man his credit, man. I'm a Nas fan, you know what I mean? Die hard, you know what I mean? One of my favorite favorite artists right now is Dave East. You know what I mean? Dave East is a problem. He he he's that type of music that I grew up to. Bars, hard beats, delivery. You know what I mean? But he got his own little new swag with it. You know what I mean? I would love to work with Dave East, man. I got some heat for Dave. I got production too. You know what I mean? But that's that's we're gonna we're gonna explore that on a later note. But again, man, I gotta give Drake his props. Shout out to OVO, shout out to the Six Canada, you know what I mean? Drake, right now, man, continue to stay on course, be great, man. No matter what these haters say, no matter what, you done roasted guys when it came to battles. Even though some of your battles, the battles that, you know, they had wasn't what, you know, I'm used to, but you did what you had to do, you know what I'm saying? You stood the test of time, you withstood the haters, and you still ended up doing your numbers, and I respect that, my G. So, with that being said, man, we're going to wrap up another episode of Bars and Hoops. If you want to catch the playback, catch us on www.barsandhoops.com. That's www.barsandhoops.com. Catch us at SoundCloud at Bars and Hoops. That's B-A-R-S-A-N-D, Hoops, at SoundCloud, and Definitely subscribe to us on the podcast. And that's Bars and Hoops. That's B-A-R, the and sign, Hoops. H-O-O-P-S. Once again, my name is Stills the Great. It's been real. Once again, life is all about love and hate. The key to life is making sure that the love outweighs the hate. And everything else will be straight. And I'm Stills the Great, baby. One.